Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in on our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today's episode is The Acting Assignment. So uh, just set the stage, Greg and I have been friends for a long time. And I think I'm doing an episode count right now. I think this is going to be episode 16. I think so cool. Correct. So cool. It yeah. is cool, right? Yeah. Wow. People are still listening to us. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we've both been managers for a long time. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We will start at the perspective of the employee and move on from there. And we're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these types of situations and what we've learned from that. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. Are we going to have a good talk today, uh, my friend? Yeah, this is uh, another good topic. I, I always say this. Yeah, we're going to have a good discussion. But this topic is, is uh, man, I found myself in it. And uh, I probably have also unwittingly um, put someone in this as well and uh, probably uh, uh, did some of the things that we're going to talk about. Yeah, I, I've been in this situation and I have certainly put somebody into this position. And what I like about the production uh, development of this topic is you and I were actually on the way back from golfing. Yes, that's and, right. And uh, you brought this up and we we talked it out. And I think like two hours after I got home, I sent you the uh, the episode outline. It's like, this resonates with me. Yeah, and you know what? All of these ideas often come from a discussion. And this one came from a discussion of someone who I've been talking with that was actually leaving an organization as a result of uh, knowing that they're most likely going to be invited into another acting assignment uh, and the experiences that they had had. So, uh, so again, these topics come from experiences that we've personally had or are inspired or reminded by others that are experiencing it in the moment. That's so cool. So the acting assignment, you are asked to step up and help out taking on your boss's or higher job classifications responsibilities, and you experience some or all of the following things. There is no discussion about financial compensation. There is no financial compensation. There is no real discussion on the duration of the assignment. There's no discussion about what, if anything, what end result for your assistance is going to be, whether it's a higher position or a management position. It's just assumed that you will do this and your normal job. There is no real appreciation for all your efforts around doing this. And there's no real link from your efforts to the evaluation process. So Greg, how does this affect our relationships and the work environment? Well, you know, talk about swings on emotions, right? Uh, especially if this is your first time that you're, you're acknowledging given the opportunity for something. You can go from, wow, I'm being honored. They believe in me, trusting to woo, really high to crash really low when, when you, you enter into what you think is going to be a beautiful thing and arrive in the vacuum, uh, you know, and uh, nothing can worse. Talk about emotional roller coaster. Uh, if this is the fifth time you have been given this assignment, boy, that's a whole different emotion and and you are frustrated angry 
you know, being, feeling, being used and that type of thing. So again, boy, uh, really the lack of dialogue, the lack of communication, the lack of uh, involvement can create such emotional roller coaster rides, which of course impacts um, performance, uh, impacts engagement, and ultimately, as was in this situation that inspired this dialogue, results in exits of great talent uh, and loss. So, uh, boy, this is a this can be a tricky one if not managed in the in the best way. I love the idea of acting assignments because I think it gives the employee a chance to stretch, to uh, kind of check out what's above them, different responsibilities. I do like the idea of doing this, and I. In terms of being a manager, I think it's a great opportunity as well to kind of test, to take somebody out for a test drive to see how they do uh, with more responsibilities and a, a higher level of accountability because we, it's part of our job to give people a pathway if that's what they want towards uh, you know, something uh, more sophisticated, more um, high profile, uh, more challenging. And I, I think this is a great opportunity I just, I know from my own personal experience, myself doing acting things occasionally and putting people in that situation as well, that some of the things that we've talked about here already, I, I did, I, I never took into account some of these things, which is really taking into account how they feel about what's going on. Yeah, we'll talk about this is that, you know, when done really well, boy, this is powerful. Uh, potential explodes, organizational results accelerate, uh, team engagement increases when it's done well. When it's not done well, like everything else, it can be uh, horrific. And as with everything that we talk about, it, and it's about being planful and being pro uh, proactive in, in how you approach these things. We'll talk about some of those things that are simple, but so easy to forget. Uh, especially when things are busy and uh, lots of pressures and lots of priorities uh, that, uh, that, that could make something that could be so positive into something so negative. I agree. So what are some common sense things as a manager to help deal with this situation? Be definitive about the duration of the acting assignment. Yeah, definitely. I mean, sometimes you can't, right? Um, but you can at least set a target of what you anticipate it being. So uh, knowing that this is for this long, um, and, um, and I, I, I think that we uh, are talking about this a little bit later, but not only duration, but the always focus on the why, um, you know, both why you were selected, why this is important, um, because that ties in the head and the heart to the assignment, uh, but definitely how long is this and why is it important and why, why did I pick you? And, uh, you know, those are some good, good builds on this one. Yeah. And, and you kind of intimated at it. Sometimes the situation is fluid and as a manager, we're not sure how long the duration is going to be, but there's nothing to stop us from going, listen, you know, this thing is up in the air. You know, it's obvious you see that as well. How about we check in in two months and see where we are and then plan from that point on, at least give a goalpost that you're going to stop at and have a further discussion about it. Because I don't know about you, Greg, but my personality is I'll do something like this, but I sometimes just want uh, a parameter. I want to know how big, how, you know, how wide the lane is, how long yeah. the lane is so I can plan the rest of my life and everything that's going on. I kind of need to know that there's times when you can't, but at least let's put um, kind of a, a, 
a stake in the ground, say, what, two months, let's review this situation, see how we're going, see how you feel about it. We'll see, you know, how this fluid situation is, is resolving itself. And I just appreciate what you're doing. I really like that idea that we put some parameters around it as kind of a guide. Yeah, you know, it's since something you just mentioned there, which I think is a, an important add is so if it's a, yes, the duration, and yes, the why, but also the scope, you know, what is what is the what are the expectations? What are the accountabilities? Um, being clear about that as well is so important. Uh, because some and when we don't do that, you know, missteps happen, people take on stuff they're not supposed to take on, people get overwhelmed when really they don't need to be overwhelmed in certain things. And, and so scope is the other thing I think that you've kind of added in there. It's like, so what what is this? I remember uh, one opportunity I had, I got one piece of paper that told me what my authority was going to be. And then I got another piece of paper, which told me what uh, authority I had over money, expenditures and things like that, which I found in that situation was very helpful because I go, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is the authority I've been given in this opportunity. And this is how, uh, what kind of money I can spend and approve on certain things. I just found, and I actually put it up against on my wall mm. on a cork board so that it was right there because I was doing something I'd never done before. I just found that so helpful. It kind of framed uh, the authority, kind of what my, I don't like to use the word, but I'm going to use it, power was. And I just found it so helpful in me feeling comfortable with the opportunity, knowing what I could do. Yeah, you know, I'm always a big believer in all the podcasts talking about providing a clear framework. It shouldn't, doesn't necessarily, I mean, it depends upon the level of skill, of course, of the person going into the role, how much information you need to provide. But providing some kind of a framework, a guide that says, hey, Here's some clarity around how you can make decisions up to what levels, what are the things you are accountable for, and, and then having a pathway to talk to me if, if something doesn't fit within that framework. But the framework allows freedom for them to move within it, uh, but enough of a guidepost to, to help make them successful because you want them to be successful, right? As a lane type of guy, I know there's people that love to have like a free form and just go. I'm a lane type of guy, so I really, really appreciate that stuff. Yeah, and I think most people, even those I'm less of a lane kind of guy, I know now the value of a framework. So again, you don't have to give me a 17-page guideline of what I do and not do. That doesn't add freedom, creativity, really doesn't even send a message of trust. But a framework, a lane, to your point, will allow me to, to, to make sure I know where I need to play. So, And so the next one, kind of along that theme of, of lanes and power and, and things like that and, and scope, is be definitive about any financial compensation. Now, Greg, I've been in a situation where I've been paid for my acting assignment, and I've been in a situation where I have not been paid for my assignment. And I'm fine with both of those as long as it's laid out for me and I understand what the expectation is. And then that links to, as well, duration and things like that. Yeah, and key here is that you're consistent as a leader across the... So if it is your organization's policy that these are development assignments, and they may be different, they may not be... They may be different depending on the situation, but be consistent in, in those situations so that Alistair's assignments not paid and, and Greg's assignment is paid, and they seem to be doing kind of a similar framework. So why? Be consistent and be clear up front so that I know. Because sometimes it isn't. Sometimes, you know what, this isn't a paid assignment, but it'll provide you stretch. Here's what it will give you. 
um, uh, higher connectivity to senior leadership, you know, uh, stretching in your skills and development around doing those things. You know, um, those are the other things we're going to be provide if it's not financial, because sometimes it isn't financial, but just be clear because it's the unknowns that, that, that create the, again, the vacuum and the spin. And be realistic about how the employee is going to balance their present responsibilities with those that you're adding to them. Sometimes you're just taken out and you're doing something totally different. Sometimes you're expected to do both and that can be difficult. But I think as a manager, we need to be realistic about what we're asking somebody to do and what we're asking them to balance in their work life. I love this one. And especially during COVID right now where, you know, sometimes we might be um, uh, reducing our staff and therefore you're taking on more responsibility. Sometimes you're, you're frantically growing. So you need to take on the stuff in the short term um, with sometimes people are ill. But what I love about this is as a leader, as a manager, by initiating this and saying, listen, in order for, to set you up for success, is there anything you're taking on this additional responsibility? Is there anything that we can stop doing right now, delay doing right now, or maybe delegate to someone else to provide a development opportunity for something like that? Initiating the conversation opens the avenue to have this conversation. Uh, because sometimes I don't want to say, you know, I want to be, if, especially if it's my first time, I don't want to say, yeah, but I got to take something off my plate, man. Um, I want to be the keener. But if the manager opens up, the reality is often there are things that you could stop doing and it provides the safe space for me to say, oh, yeah, okay, I would like to take this off. And also to encourage maybe allowing people who work with me and for me to take on new roles. So it almost builds upon that growth opportunity. Yeah, and, and just touching on that, we did do a podcast a couple of weeks ago about putting things aside on your plate. And that's a good mm -hmm. kind of companion to this one as well. When we're adding work onto people, and we're going to have to make decisions on maybe certain tasks that are going to have to put aside or, or given to somebody else to do at that time. Yeah, yeah, cool. And you've touched on this already. I think we need to be clear as managers uh, when we're giving somebody an acting assignment about where, if anywhere, this opportunity will lead. Sometimes it's just, it's COVID and we need people just to pick up the slack. Other times it could be part of a, a development, overall development plan or, or an opportunity to see how the, how the employee deals with a certain situation. I like the idea that we're clear about that. Yeah, you know, a number of years ago, I read a book, I don't even remember what the book is, but the term career resilience was within that book. And it was about um, one of the roles of a manager is to help create career resilience amongst the people that work for you. And so much is changing these days. So being able to show folks that an opportunity can provide them, maybe not a pathway up, but a broadening of skills that creates greater agility and flexibility in what they can and can't do. Listen, roles are changing like crazy today. So this broadening experience allows you to be more fluid and more available for different kinds of roles. So, you know, sometimes it's a sideways move, uh, uh, but it is leading to something and helping them connect with what will this do for me? How will this help me? Think about that career resilience when you're, when you're having this kind of dialogue. We need to be appreciative for the employees' willingness and efforts to do this for us. You know, we keep talking about it. COVID's here. People are doing a bunch of different things they never did before. I just think the idea of being appreciative is so important in these times. I agree. I agree. So, you know, just being really, we uh, don't make it feel as if, um, boy, look what I'm doing for you. 
And there is part of that because you are giving opportunities, but remember the balance of, um, I, they can always say no. And normally when you need these situations, it isn't a bit of a, of a immediate need. So honoring and be thankful, be appreciative to them. And then that also links back to the earlier point around helping them to, to navigate through it by potentially taking something off. So um, be appreciative and then helping them navigate it is key. And you touched on the next point, honor the employee who says that they aren't interested or can't manage it. There can be many reasons for this. It could be health, family reason, who knows? We're all dealing with some just crazy stuff with COVID right now. And there's times when somebody just has some stuff going on in their life and they don't want to be an acting manager or acting supervisor or whatever that is. And if we're, if we're really attuned to what's going on in somebody's life, we should be able to appreciate that. Yeah, I agree. And it doesn't mean that you can't probe a little bit deeper. If someone me says, no, I can't do it you know, maybe by saying so uh, totally understand and respect your opinion, uh, knowing now a little bit what the role might be. Is there anything that, um, uh, that I might be able to do that might change it so that you would be interested in doing it? There might be something simple. And this again, maybe the opportunity to say, well, if I could drop this, I could maybe do this. Um, but then don't, don't push it, you know, too much. But sometimes, uh, it, you know, I'm a little plug my book, Safe Brave Spaces, In Search of Safe Brave Spaces, that brave conversation, um, pushing a little bit, allowing them maybe to step out of their comfort zone a little bit, um, can be a really helpful conversation. But underlying that has to be your total belief that if even after a little bit of nudge, and a little bit of clarity, they say no, that you're good with that and you need to support them in where they are right now. And that support of them where they are right now, maybe there is an EFAP type of situation where they're dealing with something and maybe this is a great opportunity. Hopefully it's a, a nice safe place where they can say, listen, somebody's sick at home. And then the discussion goes to that and, and, and helping them out deal with that. Maybe, you know, they need a, a little assistance themselves in dealing with whatever situations they're in. And if, you know, in them turning this down, that gives the opportunity for them to feel comfortable to say, listen, uh, I'm dealing with this health issue or, or whatever it is. Cause you know, we're managers. That's part of our job as well to support people. And especially with COVID going on and people having to uh, deal with all sorts of family dynamics right now, this could be an opportunity to help them deal with that as well. Yeah. You know what, what a, what a, a beautiful extra bonus in this situation is actually if within that conversation, by providing that, not only that brave to nudge them a little bit, but also that safe uh, space of allowing them to be open. Boy, that deepens relationship, right? If they, for the first time, share something that they're going through in confidence and you're able to support that, boy, that is a powerful way of building relationship and trust and commitment and connection to both you and to the organization and to support them. Oh, what a great added uh, insight puts everything into perspective mm -hmm. and fold the acting assignment into the ongoing job evaluation process. I love the idea of, you know, this isn't just getting something done or filling a hole in the lineup type of deal. This is a great opportunity to put it in the job evaluation process. And I know you like the ongoing thing and probably some places do that. Other places do kind of mid-year and year-end. 
great idea to put it in there to start building a case for this person to go to the next level or go into something specialized or to get take on more responsibility. This helps to, number one, deal with whatever issue you're dealing with, but also to document this person's progress. Yeah, especially if you've committed to it and put a reminder in your file to say included if you've committed to it. You know, I know of two people um, over the last little while who it wasn't clearly defined up front. Uh, they in their minds thought, well, on my annual review, I'm going to get a, either a bonus or a significant bump in my salary because I've actually maintained some of those responsibilities and nothing was said. The, the crickets connect, the, the crickets, no connection happened. And then they started to look. So one, if you commit to it, remind yourself that you committed to it and make sure you follow up. Uh, but even so, boy, oh boy, you're right, included in there. Uh, and and this is that's a great place to recognize. So as employees, there are a couple of things we can do to assist this situation. The first one, be appreciative of these types of opportunities. They don't come around all the time. And, uh, you know, your boss, all of a sudden, you know, there's a hole in the lineup or there's there's something going on. And you're being given the opportunity to step up and, and do something. This is a great development opportunity, a great opportunity to help and, 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 and help out with what's going on. Um, I think a good attitude goes a long way in this situation. Yeah, even if, even if you, you can't do it right now for the things we've talked about, the starting point is, Alistair, you know, really, I really appreciate you thinking and considering me for this position. Uh, uh, however, and then have a conversation if it's a no and describe the things that you're worried about. But at all times, be appreciative. I know lots of employees that are, are looking for that opportunity to help them to grow, to stretch, to maybe go up to the next level, get the next thing be in front of their name, whatever that is, senior or, or, or whatever it is. And uh, having a good attitude towards this, you know, when it comes up, it, you know, if you can, this is a great time to jump in. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And when this opportunity, when the conversation takes place, help out your manager, jump on the conversation about the details of the opportunity, duration, compensation, where it will lead, all those things. Quite often as managers, we're dealing with, uh, oh my goodness, we have no way to look after this. Um, this problem has popped up. As a manager, I'm more worried about plugging the holes and it's, it's helpful when the employee goes, yeah, that's great. Let's talk about, let's frame this. Let's talk about it. Let's, um, you know, just so I know in my, you know, I need the lane type of deal, help out in that conversation, bring it up because it might not be top of mind when you're a manager and you're dealing with an emergency or some uh, urgent thing. Yeah, you know, I agree 100%. And that clarity up front goes back to those questions that we talked about what good managers can do at the beginning, right? To say, so so I'm so excited about this role. Um, a couple questions that I want to make sure so that we have clarity around that I can be as successful in the role and support you in delivering the role can be, you know, what, what, what am I accountable for? What does success look like for you? What are the things that you want me to own? Uh, but, and what budgets to support it, and what should I bring to you uh, that you want to be in, engaged in and include on? And is there any compensation, and where could this lead? So having having some of those questions up front will actually help the the manager uh, frame up and have that crispness. And then if they don't capture it, you capture it and send an email back to your manager saying, that was awesome. I'm really excited about it. Hey, here's what I heard. Is there anything that I missed or maybe captured incorrectly? Sometimes the manager won't do that. But by you doing that, it, it, it helps you set up that clear lanes up front 
which will so help with the success of an assignment and also build relationship and trust and confidence. I actually had one uh, opportunity years ago and it was like, we need you to do this. I went, okay. I had to come back and say, listen, in that position, you have to make certain decisions and I need to know that I have the authority to do so. And so I think we need to have a little conversation around that. And the manager was, uh, had these wide eyes because they're just trying to deal with the situation. And Oh, okay. And then, you know, a couple of people sat down and wrote it out and gave me what I needed. So I knew that I could actually do what they were asking me to do. But it was, it was my insistence that we sit down and do that. And it wasn't that they wouldn't have done it eventually, but this needed to get done just because of the nature of what I was being asked to do. So uh, sometimes we have to be the people that stick in there and, and do that. Yeah, and approach it in an appreciative, positive attitude, you know, with excitement about the job going forward. You know, you also have to be aware, you, you know your boss, you know the person who you report to and what, what, what they, how they respond to things, how they feel and that type of thing. But boy, oh boy, being a little bit of courageous up front, have clarity will be so helpful. Because you know what, when there's gray, um, that's when messy stuff happens. And it might be a tough thing to do, especially if your, bo your boss is more direct and a bit crunchy in, in their approach. But boy, oh boy, it's worth the effort to, in a positive, engaging, forward-moving perspective to get that clarity up front. I agree 100%. And I'm going to say this, and I don't mean you, you, know, you have people over a barrel and you're going to stick them with it, but negotiate if you can if there's some aspects of this where there's a little room to move and uh, uh, you're going to need something or you know they're talking about money and all this stuff negotiate a little bit if there's something that would make the situation better then why not take that opportunity uh, if if people are open to it to make this a, a the best experience possible for you and the organization I, th I think that's great. And I, you know, I think that that leads to the next comment, which is bring your insights into the opportunity. So part of that negotiation is actually, uh, if you've got, often if you're uh, not in the role, you can see things, especially if you're reporting into the role that don't be afraid to say, hey, as we go forward, some of the things I've seen that I think we should consider as a part of this is this and this, what do you think? Uh, you know, something that's resonating for me over a while of what I've seen that might help improve this even better would be this. What do you think? You know, laying that out, your insights out, all the boss can do and say is, uh, no, you know, <laughs> we're not going to change anything. Uh, but more likely, they're going to say, hmm, that's an interesting perspective. Tell me a little bit more. And And you might not have all your insights in there, but it creates that uh, that that great dialogue and it also demonstrates leadership that you know that you're willing to contribute to um, making this a successful uh, experience and we've brought up the term confidence in quite a few of the podcasts that we've done in this series and I like it when somebody comes up and they're confident they say listen yes I have no problem doing this role these are some of the things. And when we say negotiate, it isn't just about money. It's about other things as well, right? It, it's about, you know, how you're going to do it, uh, maybe taking something off the table, whatever. I love it when somebody comes in and they're confident. And uh, I think it's a very positive experience. Mm -hmm. Alistair, I don't have any problem doing this, but it's going to conflict with this other responsibility that I have. 
And I'm 100% into doing this, but if you can see, you know, because of what I do, there's, you know, maybe a legal issue to it or a, a governance issue to it. I really, I will do this, but this has to come off the table because it's going to put me in a, a situation, maybe even a conflict of interest situation. Right. And I think it's important that we deal with it. I love it when somebody is confident and they come up, they just not caving. Yeah, Alistair, I'll do this. I'll do this. No, no, no. I want like a really good conversation. And if there is something that maybe I'm not seeing because maybe I don't know a hundred percent of the time what they do, then I want to have that conversation. Yeah. You know, engage and engage your boss in the solution saying, you know, here's, as I think about what you've offered me, here's the one thing that's bubbling up and maybe uh, churning a little bit for me is the impact of this over this. I'm thinking this might be a way we could resolve it, but I'm not really sure. What do you think? What are your thoughts and ideas on? One, does that resonate with you as maybe a conflict? And if so, what ideas do you have that we might be able to figure out to in order to accomplish this? Engage your manager, your boss in that dialogue. Because uh, again, that even creates greater ownership in the shared success of this uh, um, just through that dialogue. And I love that too. When someone's engaging in me, in that, as well as bringing forward ideas, boy, I, uh, that, that gets my energy up. Yeah, and make sure, we talked about evaluation on the manager's side. As an employee, quite often we have access to the documents. Sometimes we do a self-assessment or we help create our, our plan and we get to modify that at times during the year. If you get an acting assignment, it is really good. It's a really good idea to go into whatever instrument you're using to do these things, especially if you have the, the, the ability to go in and set some of your own goals, which have to be approved, of course. This is a great, make sure you go in there and document what you're going to be taking on, maybe what you're taking off, you know, putting to the side for a while. You know, if you can participate in the process that way, this is really good. This way it's documented. So at the end of the year, you can go, yay, I, I finished this thing. And somebody goes, yeah, but you didn't do um, that other thing. Said, well, yeah, but we talked about that at the mid-year. I documented that it was going to be put down till the end of the year, till this acting assignment ended. I just think it's just, uh, we all have a million things going on in our mind. It's a great idea just to put it down on paper. I, I love that. And what better way, and if your manager doesn't take the lead on doing that, hopefully the manager would say that's another good practice that a manager could do is to say, hey, okay, now that you've agreed to it, what I'm going to suggest is we actually pull up your, your, your objectives for the year and let's make those amendments and align to what those are, what you're taking off, what you're adding in and that type of thing. But if they don't do it, then you do it and say, hey, you know, the last thing that's bubbling up for me is really kind of just ensuring that my objectives are aligned. So um, my thinking is, how about I go into the evaluation tool, make those adjustments, send them to you to make sure that what I've captured is correct and we go from there. Why a manager would say, yeah, that's great. And it allows that to be documented and to more importantly, have consistency on perspectives of what success looks like. I like that too. Yeah. So uh, in wrap up, Greg, do you have anything? You know what, uh, almost this could be a, a common theme in all, a lot of ours, uh, our situations. So before you do something of a manager, be planful. Uh, be really clear on your mind, some of those frameworks, accountabilities, durations, why it's important and that type of thing. Uh, and, and so uh, be proactive and provide that uh, uh, to folks. Um, allow the opportunity to, to balance their load uh, you know, pull stuff off in that and initiate that conversation and then document and and uh, recognize for the role that they've done. 
you know, uh, that's from manager and almost the ploy, it's the same way, you know, like ensure you have clarity, <laughs> you know, ensure that you are aligned and documented going forward and know your pathway for success and then um, monitor it and provide feedback to, to measure your success in that. So it, again, planning, documenting, monitoring, um, good, good three steps. Yeah, I like the idea. Let's have a good conversation around this going every direction. Let's write it down, make sure that we all know where it is, what we're doing, what we're not doing. And then let's move on and, and fix, you know, whatever that opportunity is. It's COVID right now. So it's probably, you know, you know, empty seat on the bench or, or whatever, you know, an emergency. So let's, let's go and do that. So uh, one other thing, Greg, um, I've made it very clear that you're not my coach. And yet I say this and you and I had five minutes in our, in, in the production meeting where I'm telling you about this conversation I'm having later today and you gave me some coaching advice and then you've also offered to do a debrief with me. So you're not my coach, but we're talking about stuff. Uh, a couple of people asked me about you as a coach. So if somebody uh, wanted to talk to you about the possibility of um, you coming alongside of them as a coach, is there an email address that they can uh, reach out to you? And I'll put, I'll put it down in the uh, um, episode description. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you just want to send me a, uh, an email to greg at kgregsmith.com, pretty easy. Uh, so greg, G-R-E-G, at kgregsmith.com. Uh, and uh, and I'll, I'll uh, reach back out to you. So that would be great. And he's the best non-coach I've ever had. <laughs> so in wrap-up... Uh, I hope what we've been talking about you find helpful. I hope we haven't made you really angry with anything that we've said, but Greg, let's uh, lean on your uh, happier peed philosophy again. Yeah. You know, we end this uh, each podcast with this and it's really the learning that I got from my original coach, which interesting enough is still my coach. Uh, and, and it would be that, you know, when I left my meetings with her, my coaching sessions with her, I would feel either joy or churn or crunchiness or peeved off, whatever you want to call. And, and the joy was that I have done something well. I see my movement towards what I'm trying to achieve. The churn is when she would highlight for me something that was out of whack, something that I knew that I still had opportunities, and both were powerful moments. And someone shared with me, you know, you always start with the joy, but, but you know, include the churn too, because that's how we're going to be better. Um, so we hope that uh, you leave each of these sessions with some joy and maybe a little bit of churn as well, uh, but both with the intention to grow, to learn, to create a better place to work and to be. That's awesome. So my non-coach has a coach. <laughs> Listen, uh, people matter. Take time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care. <laughs>